Good afternoon. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Huddle v. State, 775-SW-2D-407, Texas Court of Appeals, 5th District, 1989. What does this case involve, my friends? It involves another case about what they call obscene devices. So what happened here? It says, quote, Ronnie Eugene Huddle appeals his conviction for possession of, with intent to promote, obscene devices. End quote. Obscene devices. It goes on, it says, quote, The evidence established that when Dallas police officers entered the Paris Adult Bookstore Number 2, they encountered an iron railing situated so as to force customers to walk to the manager's station. On the right side of the store, there was a theater which featured full-length, sexually explicit movies. On the left side of the store, magazines and videos wrapped in clear cellophane were displayed on racks. The magazines were categorized in the sections which include homosexual, bondage, lesbian, and nude pregnant women. End quote. This is the first obscenity case I've seen mention magazines of nude pregnant women. It looks like this store is providing great customer service. They're attracting all audiences they can think of. They don't want audiences to be frustrated. So that is something we can apply. It goes on and says, quote, The manager station where Huddle was working as a sales clerk was on a raised platform located behind a glass display case containing sexual devices, lotions, oils, lubricants, and video cassettes. This display case adjoined another glass case containing more obscene devices. The contents of the glass cases could be seen from the top or sides. From his station, Huddle had an overall view of the store. When the police officers arrived, Huddle was sitting by the cash register, which was located at the manager's station. End quote. And it also says, quote, The officers identified themselves and immediately seized 25 obscene devices, which were all displayed for sale, marked with price tags, and packaged so that the items could easily be, be seen. All these devices were visible as one walk to the counter. All the items were designed and marketed primarily for stimulating the human genital organs. In fact, everything in the bookstore was of a sexually explicit nature. End quote. 25 obscene devices. That's too many to seize. Everything in the store was of a sexually explicit nature. There's got to be one item that's not. It's got to be maybe a bookmark, maybe a pen, maybe a treat here or there. I've seen liquor stores that have treats. So if someone walked in a liquor store, everything contained booze. No. There's got to be one thing in there that's not sexually explicit. They say, quote, The evidence is clear that Huddle had knowledge of the character of the devices and actual care, custody, control, or management of them. End quote. Not looking good for our friend. This whole case involves around evidentiary hearings and that clause I read about knowledge of the con- character of the devices is key. That's the, the big thing they dispute in these obscenity trials, as we've discussed on many obscenity trials in this podcast. So what did the court rule? They say, quote, the, trial's judge, the trial court's judgment is affirmed, end quote. Alas, alas. But we do need to give Huddle props for trying. He did fight. This is a battle worth fighting. And he very well may be in First Amendment heaven today. 1989 was a long time ago. 
he very well may be in First Amendment heaven for fighting this fight. So how will you get to First Amendment heaven? Let us aspire to First Amendment heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.